sana, sana, currito de rana. Si no te sanas hoy, te sanas mañana. No matter how much pain you are in, this little phrase always makes you feel better. Navigating the field of public health can come with growing pain. The Latinx young professionals are navigating the public health field while helping others along the way. Join us this season as we explore Latinidad in public health. This is Sana Sana, Latinos in Public Health. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Sana Sana, Latinos in Public Health. I am Andrea Jacobo and I am so excited by this episode. Joining us are the vice president and the president of the Latino Caucus for Public Health. And with Cynthia, we are also here. Um, thank you all for joining us. Um, let's just start the conversation. Happy Saturday. It is the Saturday after the semesters um, for most of us. Um, it's almost Christmas. How are you all today? Surviving? <laughs> Sobreviviendo. Sobreviviendo. That's, that is exactly, that's yeah. the theme. Yeah. That is the theme of our, of the year, of the <laughs> semester, and probably the decade, because it started the decade out like this. So imagínate yeah. what we're going to deal with in the next few years. Yeah. Barbara, how are you doing? Yeah, surviving, and I think I'm a little bit um, relieved that is this, uh, the the quarter is over, um, and that at least the next week is the holiday, so everybody has an excuse to slow down a little bit yeah. and regroup. So yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Wonderful. Yeah. You mentioned quarter, so uh, University of Washington is on a quarter system. Ah. Yeah, we're in a quarter system, okay. and we said. Very early in January, so it's a very short break between the two quarters, so kind of intense. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm. I, I the UC system is only on is mostly on a quarter system, but Berkeley is the only one with with a semester, so I can right. only imagine what a a quarter system would look like. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about both. <laughs> no. I was just interested in knowing a little bit more. Um, so Barbara, Pietro, how um, we all, we have a series of questions, right? Of okay. what the Latino, the, the Latino Caucus for Public Health. So the very first question is about you. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, where are you from? Uh, what, how, what's your story of coming to the United States? Um, and just tell us a little bit more about you. And uh, then we'll go into the conversation of how did you got into public health and how you got into the Latino Caucus for Public Health. Oh, I can start if you want me to. So my name is uh, Jose Pietro Aparicio Martinez. That's actually my, my full name uh, back in Honduras when I'm from. So we ha usually have two names and two last names, uh, paternal and maternal. Uh, but in the U.S., I had to take the Martinez off because it was very confusing um, for people. Uh, so, so now I'm Jose Pietro Aparicio, uh, and uh, but mostly I go by Pietro, which is my middle name, uh, and that's because uh, in Honduras, Jose is a very common name, uh, and my friends like it. Uh, like it Pietro better. They thought it, was, it sounded different. 
so I became Pietro, uh, and then I go mostly by Pietro uh, Aparicio, which actually is Pedro uh, or Peter. It's it's Italian for for Pedro and Peter. So my father liked uh, foreign names, so he named me uh, Pietro. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm from, I'm from Honduras, uh, from the capital city, Tegucigalpa. I, I, I um, was born and raised in Honduras. Uh, I am part of a large family. Uh, we are seven brothers. And I was raised, uh, we were raised by my mother, so uh, a single mother. Uh, my father uh, died uh, when I was uh, a year old. And so we were raised by, by my mother, and I'm, I'm the youngest uh, of the family. Um, so we're <clears throat> with seven boys. So my mother used to be called La Cenicienta con los siete nanitos. Uh, <laughs> 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 so I was the youngest uh, of, the, um, of them all. <clears throat> so uh, how did I become interested in, in public health? <clears throat> But at a young age, um, I wanted to be a doctor, and a lot was in sorry, <clears throat> was because of my mother. She's uh, she's actually a public health nurse. Uh, she's ninety. She's gonna turn ninety two next month. Uh, and so I heard a lot about hospitals, nurses, doctors, diseases. So, so I got inspired by that and, and I wanted to be a doctor. Um, so, um, so I went to, um, to school in Honduras. Uh, we, had not, we didn't have much resources because it was a single mother uh, who, after my mother died, had to go to work and uh, had to uh, also learn to go to school, learn nursing, and then, and then work uh, to, uh, to be able to provide for her seven children. Um, so we didn't have many resources. Um, so I applied to scholarships. Uh, my whole education was through scholarships uh, from high school uh, and university and medical school, and then public health, which actually was another scholarship. So, uh, so I, I did it through scholarships. So I'm very grateful of scholarships and really at the, 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 you know, the, the power that they have and how they can really help. Um, and so, so back in Honduras, I finished med school uh, as a general practitioner, Medicina General, as we said in, 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 in Honduras. Uh, and as part of the training, we are forced actually to work uh, a year uh, after school in the, in the countryside. So before we graduate, uh, we must work in the countryside for a year and we have no choice. And, and there's a, <clears throat> a, we don't choose the places. Uh, it's like a raffle because uh, you know, some go to bigger cities than others or bigger towns than others, so it's a raffle. And so uh, in the raffle, I chose uh, a small, I didn't, choose, well, yeah. Uh, at random, I chose the, a small town in, in Honduras in near the border with Guatemala. And it's called La Encarnacion, which is the incarnation. Um, and when I got there, I found out there were no, there was no transportation to the town from the, 
from the main road. And the only way to get there was either you walk uh, or hitchhike uh, and only four wheel drive cars could get there. And in the winter time, nobody could get there uh, because the roads just disappeared because of the rain. <laughs> and so you had to walk. Uh, so, <clears throat> so then uh, I found out when I got there, I, I fortunately I got a ride on a, on a, on a uh, four wheel drive car. And, and that's how I, I got to, to, the, to the town. So I must uh, mention that it, it was a bit harder for me uh, because I had polio. Uh, I had polio when I was a year old <clears throat> and, and I had polio sequelae. So my, my right leg was affected and, and a bit of the left leg. Um, so, so the right leg was always shorter and skinnier and the muscle development was very poor. So I, uh, I always work uh, with difficulties. Um, so, so it was a bit hard for me to walk that distance. <clears throat> um, so fortunately with hitchhiking, I could hitchhike. <clears throat> um, so during my time at, the, at that town is when I became inter uh, really interested in public health. Because um, I was trained to treat um, this mostly diseases uh, at the hospital, and and uh, I had some classes in public health, but they were very minimal. Uh, but I was at the town. I was seeing patients, um, it's kind of the same patients all the time with the same problems. Um, and one typical problem uh, back in those days it was. Um, uh, parasites or diarrheas, and 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 that mortality in children was was very high in in um, because of diarrheas. So it was actually the main cause of death for poor countries for for a long time. Um, uh, the uh, diarrhea, dehydrate, dehydration, and so I kept getting the same children with um, intestinal infections uh, constantly. Uh, but, then, uh, but then I realized that the, the water system was very poor in the area. Uh, and even um, the system for, um, you know, no toy, no, not really a, a system for toilets and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, so, so there was no clean water and also there, there, wasn't, a, there wasn't either a system for, uh, you know, when people needed to, you know, uh, defecate or, you know, uh, just the physiological. Um, so, so then I, uh, I began to work with uh, El Promotor de Salud. Uh, so we have a Promotor de Salud and, and the Promotor de Salud uh, was the one that was visiting the villages, the smaller villages. Uh, and, and we began to work with him uh, on project for clean water and also to build latrines. Um, so he did, he set up all the logistics uh, to do that. And, and, we, and we were working with the church, the Catholic church, because Catholic church is very influential in Latin America. And, and the priest was very, um, uh, was very helpful and, and was very interested in helping the community. Um, and then we also began to talk to the, uh, to the mayor of, of the town who was also interested in, in the, um, 
the supervisor for the school program. So that's another kind of powerful person in, 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 the, in the small towns is, is uh, teachers. Um, so, so then we uh, team with the mayor, with the priest and with the teachers. <clears throat> and all this was the promotor de salud who was making you know, all, these, all these connections. Uh, and so we began working with uh, clean waters, uh, uh, more like a sewage system in town, and uh, and also education um, for for the for for the, for the villages. So these are really isolated villages in in Honduras. Um, and the promotor de salud had a motorcycle, and that's how we got to places. It was one of those. Uh, you know, motorcycles you use when you climb up the mountains and stuff like that. So I was very good with that. And I, I just sat on the, on the back seat and just joined him on, on those trips. And do you have I, a picture of that? Cause I would like to see. Yeah, it. I don't, but yeah. <laughs> yes, then, please. And I learned how to ride horses too. That was my first time. Cause okay, uh, we're going to need to see proof of that. So we can <laughs> share on our social media. <laughs> yeah. I have to look back. Yeah. And I, I, I learned to ride horses too at that time. Cause that was another play, uh, especially mules. Cause I learned that mules are very st steady. Uh, in, in really bad roads. Uh, so, so, uh, so I learned to just let the mule guide me because I couldn't just direct the mule because she knew where to step, especially crossing rivers or going back mountains wow. where they're muddy uh, in the dark. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so that was an experience. So, and, uh, oh, what an experience. Yeah. Beautiful experience. Yeah, and and what resonates so much with me, and, and from what you're saying, is this power of community and how yeah. that changes um, the trajectory of one's own life, but also the trajectory of others of other people's lives. Lives like the promotor de salud mm -hmm. coming in, working with the mayor, working with the faith-based communities, the yeah. teachers, yeah. and the it takes yeah, it takes a village. It takes a village, and it's beautiful that mm -hmm. you. Are sharing these parts of you of of your own journey as a medical doctor that transitioning into public health, and those and and especially outside of the United States, many people don't understand like that the sense of community that that works that's outside of the United States collectivism that we yeah. we that's within the culture, and I think it's so beautiful that you you're sharing all this. I didn't know that about you. A real um, interdisciplinary approach, you know, really? and it yeah. shows that every person has a place in the community and, you know, there's no hierarchy and, and it really is that, you know, yeah. everybody working together for the common good. What a great entry into public health. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's what's actually what uh, inspired me because I, I had to make up my mind an area of specialization after. So um, I was thinking about pediatrics, psychiatry, and, uh, but after that experience that I began to explore public health as, a, as an option uh, for me. And because uh, I, 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 I saw the power of, of public health because the, 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 the giving the children uh, medication for parasite constantly didn't compare to mm -hmm. the fact that they had clean water in a sewage system. Yeah. So, so actually the numbers went down 
uh, after you know we completed the project, um, and it it just was much more effective. And then I I thought I think it's probably better than bringing twenty doctors here. It probably better <laughs> just to bring a, a few other people with other expertise. Yeah, uh, yes. have more prevention. impact mm -hmm. in on on the community. That's how I began to explore uh, uh, public health. And there was no public health in 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 the in Honduras at that time as a as a as a career. So I began to explore outside Honduras. Um, and but again, uh, I still was um, studying overseas was out was was uh, something I couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. um, just because of the raised salaries in countries like Honduras, it's still uh, overseas education was was not available for me. And um, so I applied for scholarships because I knew, you know, I have been educated through scholarships, so I probably can get another scholarship uh, overseas. So I applied to um, many different places, many different uh, organizations and countries. Uh, and finally, I got actually two offers at the same time. Uh, but after trying really hard, it wasn't really easier to get those scholarships. It, it took a lot of work, a lot of work and persistence. Uh, and so I got an offer to come to the U.S. Uh, and, and then I got an offer to, to, to go to Israel. Um, and after con checking with friends and people in the field, so I, uh, everybody was leaning uh, toward Israel. So, uh, so that was a jump for me because it, it was never been outside the American continent. Um, and, but I, I was curious and, 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 and became interested in that offer. So, so I took the one on Israel. So I went to Israel um, and uh, the school is in Jerusalem. It's part of the Hebrew University um, at campus, they call it Hadassah, which means uh, Esther in Hebrew. And <clears throat> so I went to the program there and it was it's another scholarship. <laughs> uh, and um, my classmates were international, were from all over the world. And um, so I, what language? I did, what language was, were you all communicating in? In in English, in English, it was the oh, common language for for all the students. We were about twenty students for okay. uh, for for that. All uh, med that students. Hmm? All med students. Uh, they they were um, mo mostly were doctors, but they were also nurses and uh, psychologists and other uh, uh, health professionals. But the, the majority were doctors, but there were other health professionals in in the group. And and Pietro, I, it's it's beautiful to see that you went from from Honduras and now to Israel. Now you're in New York. So oh, oh. how did you make it to New York? Um, and then uh, we will trend. I would love to know more about. Barbara in your story um, because we have many questions and I want to know I want to oh. get to those questions oh, yeah. too and I don't <laughs> want you to give I don't want you to give all the goods right away oh, yeah, you mentioned yeah. a lot yeah. you mentioned a ride already um, scholarships it's scholarship yeah. keeps coming up and so yeah. I, I want to talk about that same thing Andrea yeah. Yeah. we picked up on 
the same thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I usually, I don't usually talk about this. So I guess you got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you good. know, I was just yeah. thinking, it's funny because I've come to see your faces now a lot in these Zoom meetings this year. Um, but it's, you know, what's so special about this um, mode of communication, the podcast, is that we get to you know, hear people's yeah. stories yeah. and your stories are, are so meaningful and valuable to, you know, the next generation who's, who's looking to you all, the president and the vice president of the Latino caucus for, you know, guide guidance. So mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Pietro. I, I'm, I'm happy that you, that these stories are emerging because we don't get to have these conversations. We don't yeah. have the opportunity to share where did you come from? Where's your family? Yeah. Like, yeah. Que paso? how did you get here? Yeah. You know, um, okay. I, I do want to transition and I, I hear from you, Barbara, um, your story. Like, how did you, how did you come to the United States? I know you're from Venezuela. Um, you're, you're, how did you get into public health? And we'll have another converse, another a question after it that will share more stories. Thank you, Pietro. That's, that was that was awesome.